welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. You might be able to hear that I'm laughing to myself a little bit. I will tell you why in as the episode goes on, but it's made me chuckle and I wish I hadn't deleted what's just happened, but it's just a natural reaction. When I go wrong, I just delete and start again. Anyway, hello, welcome. Hope you are okay. Um, talking to you this week about talking. We're talking, talking. I mean, that's a challenge for me, isn't it? Talking about talking. But actually, I wanted to chat with you about what you should and shouldn't be saying on your podcast. Now, this ranges from the language that you use, as well as some of the legal issues that you may come across. Now, I'm going to say this now and I'm going to say it again later on. I am not a qualified solicitor, media, lawyer or anything like that. So none of what I say should be counted as formal legal advice. It is not, okay? I do have a fairly decent working knowledge of broadcast media law, so I can hopefully point out the red flags you should be looking for so that you can think twice before you hit publish on your podcast and seek proper legal advice, okay? just so we've got that sorted, that straight. Just want to make sure you understand that. I am not qualified, legally qualified. I am not giving you proper legal advice. I'm just giving you the red flags and then you can make your own decisions. Okay, don't sue me is essentially what I am trying to say. But away from the slightly scary stuff, let's start with the nice bit, the easy bit, the fun bit, the subject you are talking about. Now, I'm going to assume even though we all know what assuming does, I'm going to assume that what you want to talk about on your podcast is your passion, okay? It's what you believe in, it's what you adore, it's what you want everyone else to know about. And the great thing about passions is you know so much about what it is that you do, what it is you're passionate about, and you know so much about it, and you love it, and you just want to spread the word. But you probably want to actually just pause a moment and remember who you are talking to. Now, I've just turned into my mum there when I said that. Remember who you're talking to, Charlotte Louise. That's when I get in trouble. But in all honesty, you need to know who your listener is. Not because you're being told off by your mum for being sarcastic back to her again, but because you need to know where everybody is, what page they're on. Is everyone who is listening to you on the same page as you when it comes to the subject you're talking about? Do you need to go back a few steps, perhaps? My husband loves telling me stories about what he does, what he cares about, uh, but he never starts on page one of a story. He's always on page three or four because he's part of the story. He's all he, he's in it. He knows what's going on. I'm not. 
So I have to ask him to take a couple of steps back. Now, he's not doing it on purpose to annoy me. Well, I hope he isn't doing it on purpose to annoy me. He's just really swept up in it all. So he forgets how further along in the story he is compared to I am. So make sure you're not doing that when you are talking to your audience. This comes down to knowing who your audience is and who is your listener and knowing why you are talking to them. Once you've nailed that, you will be able to talk to them. I was going to say talk to them properly. Oh, yes, yes, we'll talk to them in our proper posh accent, shall we? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I don't know why I did that posh voice. I'm sorry. Think about language as well. Most industries will have their own shorthand and terms that will get flung around all willy-nilly. And if you're talking in a secret code that only you and your peers, your colleagues understand, are you going to be serving your audience? Now, it might be that you are actually just talking to your peer group who know exactly what all your acronyms mean. But if you're trying to bring in new people and level them up to where you are or, or beyond even, then don't exclude them at the beginning by talking to all intents and purposes in a foreign language because that's what you're doing. And I know it happens all the time because when I worked in radio, especially at the BBC, my goodness, does the BBC like to come up with a different word for everything when you could just explain it in one point. But you end up talking in this weird shorthand that you, your colleagues understand, but everyone else just looks at you blankly when you start saying these words. Make sure you're not doing that when you are talking on your podcast because you're creating a community, remember, and nothing makes you feel more like an outsider than not understanding, not knowing. Is that an in-joke? Is that something I'm not part of? Why am I not part of it? Am I not clever? Do I, I don't belong here is what everyone ends up with. You want people to feel like they belong. So make sure that they know what's going on. Um, a slight example of this is um, I've been editing a podcast this week for a client and in it, the person being interviewed talks about the spine race. Now, the spine race is a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, endurance event. It goes along the, the length of the Pennine Way. People do it self-supported. Yep. Everything on your back has to last. OK, there's a few stops along the way where you can go in huts and stuff, but you are on your own and they do it in January just to make life that little bit more fun or something. Now, I know loads about this race because I'm interested in doing ridiculous things like that, but I'm never going to do the spine, just so you know. Um, but the vast majority of people, even people like my dad who like that sort of thing as well, won't know much about it because you've got to have a certain kind of group to, to know about it. It's not exclusive, but if you're not into ridiculous ultra runs, you're probably not going to be that bothered about a group of people running along the Pennine Way in January, self-supported. So when I was editing this, I was really careful to make sure that I kept in all the details, even though I'm there going, yeah, but I know that everyone knows. No, not everyone knows that. And that's what you need to bear in mind. So then, what about personal stories? Should you include them, especially if your podcast is for business? We've all seen those posts on LinkedIn, haven't we? This is not Facebook. Ignore them, right? Ignore them on LinkedIn if you're talking about personal stuff and ignore them on your podcast as well. It's for business. That's so old, so old and so done with. You totally should be throwing in bits about your life and your stories. Come on, yeah. Who 
doesn't love a peek behind the curtains to the real life of other people. It's irresistible. It's why I spend hours on Facebook and LinkedIn. I want to know what's going on. I'm nosy. I used to call it journalism and now I just call it nosiness because that is what I am. Nosy, 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 nosy foster. What I would do though is say make sure it is relevant to what you are talking about. But that just takes a little bit of thinking to connect some dots. I still carry around a notebook with me to write down things that have happened to me, um, things that I've noticed, things that I've thought about, things that enter my brain randomly, because I know I can make a story out of them either for the podcast or for any of my content, my email or my social media. There's always something I can pretty much always bring it round to the angle I want to take from it. So sharing your real life is where you will build those relationships. Remember, people buy from people and all of that. And equally, and almost just as importantly as the people buying from people, you'll get people deciding that they don't want to work with you. And I know that sounds daft going, hooray, you don't want to work with me. But they'll decide they don't want to work with you before getting in touch with you. So you've not wasted all the time and energy trying to get them on as a client for them to go, nah, I've had my 30 minute consultation. I've signed up for your lead magnet. I've done all this. You're giving me all these emails. I'm just not just not feeling it. They'll get that not feeling it because you've given them enough of you in your podcast for them to make that decision. What a time saver. Yep, I know. But how personal should you go? Well, it's entirely up to you. Just remember, it is really hard to delete something and know it has been deleted that has been unleashed on the internet, okay? You might think you've deleted that post. You might think you've taken down that podcast episode. But you don't know if someone has taken a screenshot of that post or a recording of that podcast. Now, even though you can change your settings so that you can't download, like physically download the the podcast, can screen record it. So anything you have put out there, assume it is staying out there forever. And that was a dramatic forever because I just want you to remember that. But also equally remember, by sharing stuff, you are allowing yourself to be seen as a real person. So hopefully right now you are listening to me as Charlotte and you're not listening to me as Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I did a different voice so you could tell the difference because I'm sharing loads about me. Even in this episode, you've heard a fair bit about me and you're going to keep on hearing a fair bit about me because hopefully the fact that you're hearing stuff about my life means that you might be able to relate to me. You feel like you know me, you trust me, you might, fingers crossed, even like me. So when I was presenting on the radio, I went to presenter school for a week in Leicester because radio is that glamorous. We went to Leicester. I'm sorry, Leicester. I had a great time in Leicester. I don't know if Leicester's a city or a town, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I had a great time in Leicester. Um, and, and But it's. It, let's be honest, it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous like, say, London could be glamorous or, I don't know, actually nowhere's pretty glamorous, is it? Leicester. It was a travel tavern in Leicester. 
And when I was there, we were asked to draw up a list of all the things that we were happy talking about when we were on the radio. And again, all the things that we weren't happy about talking about. Can you guess about how much stuff there is on my I'm not happy to talk about this side? Yeah, not a lot at all. Um, basically, it's my husband's name and his identity. I've got to protect the innocent and all that. And there's a few experiences I've been through that I'm not happy to share. And there's a few bits and quirks about me that you don't need to know. And I don't want you to know. Nothing weird, don't worry. That makes it sound really off. That does sound really weird. And like, I've got a few quirks that you don't need to know and I don't want you to know about. Bit weird. But that means over the years, if you've listened for me for years and years, you will have heard me talking about caring for my dad and my nan when I was a teenager doing my GCSEs and my A-levels, my experiences of workplace bullying, the online forums that at one point were dedicated to me being the worst newsreader ever, I'm not the worst newsreader ever. The struggles I've had with my mental health, the struggles I've had with my weight, the grief I've experienced from losing friends to cancer and suicide over the last two years. And of course, I know you're keeping up with the latest drama. Yep, moving house in a pandemic. And if I don't mention him, he will get stroppy. My sidekick, executive producer, Buddy the Cat. So I share so, so, so much about me. Oh, I'm turning 40. You know, I'm 40. I've given that away. It's all that kind of stuff. There's loads about me out there. But believe you me, there are bits about me you don't know and you won't know. And you cannot guess my passwords from the stuff that I've put out there. I <laughs> That's one of the big worries. You have all that stuff out there that people will go, oh, I know everything about you. There's lots of me you don't know. And that helps, actually. That really helps in the long run to have a few things that you keep just for you and just for your family and your friends. So I always say that I share 80% of me to the, the world, but that 80% is given at 100%, if that makes sense. So 80% of me, but thrown out there at 100%. That spare 20% of me is for me and for the other people that I love. It protects me from taking any criticism that comes my way as personal especially in a world like this where I am putting myself out there. I've named my company after myself. There is a lot of personal in what I do. So any criticism I get from the business when I was presenting on the radio, you have to protect yourself and go, no, they are talking about Charlotte on the radio. They're talking about Charlotte Foster podcast or something that's gone on here. It is not about me as a person. It's really hard sometimes getting that in your head. And I find it's really useful to go, no, they've only got 80% of the information. They can't make a judgment about Charlotte as Charlotte with 80% of the information. They haven't got the 100%. So that's my defence mechanism. But can you be funny on a podcast if it's for business? Well, we've already decided that the business bit is um, actually not irrelevant it is relevant but you need your personality and quite clearly I mean I am hilarious so yes I am gonna say be funny lol but be you if you would normally naturally make a joke then make a joke if you wouldn't then don't don't try and be something you're not don't force funny if funny is not what you do. The most important thing is that authenticity and that you are authentic. 
If you're slightly sarcastic, self-depreciating, or maybe you like to tell people you're funny when the evidence backing you up is questionable, then go for it. Honestly, go for it. Bring you into it. Your personality is really going to help you when it comes to a podcast. It takes it from being somebody just reading stuff or just saying stuff to a conversation with you. And that's what's important. It's that relationship building, that getting to know you and just having that that community there because people know who you are. Okay, what about swearing? Heck yeah, go for it. Go for it. If you want to swear, swear away. You're not going to get in trouble in the sense that I would have got fired if I'd said some some of the words that I wanted to say on the radio. I, I would have got fined potentially by uh, Ofcom and definitely told off. Definitely told off. But on podcasts, that's not going to happen. So swear. If swearing is what you do, swear. But only do it if it's what you do elsewhere in your content and you think, or maybe indeed you know that it's what your audience expects from you. Now, note here that I said your audience, not my audience, not Gary Vee's audience, not Joe Rogan's audience, your audience. What does your audience expect from you? If they expect to swear and they're not going to be shocked, they're not going to fall over, clutching the heart, clutching the whatever, then go ahead and do it if it's part of your normal content. Now, personally, I do enjoy a well-used, well-placed swear word every now and again, but 20 years on the radio means I just can't bring myself to swear in this podcast or on social media unless it is a real extreme moment. And I just can't do it. I just won't. Yes, swearing can be divisive, but getting it right means you'll be talking the same language as your audience and they will grow to love you for it. So if you have decided that swearing is for you on your podcast, you have to do one very important thing for me. Well, not just for me, for Apple mainly. You have to make sure your podcast is marked explicit. You can do that at episode level or just the whole podcast. Make sure it is marked explicit or expect trouble from Apple Podcasts if you get complaints from listeners. And trouble can mean having your podcast taken off Apple Podcasts. So just click that box that says explicit. And if you've got one episode where you've got a sweary guest and you don't want to go beep, 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 or it just feels natural and right, you can do it on like an episode level. You don't have to mark the whole podcast as explicit. Just mark the episode as being explicit and you'll be fine. So next question that gets asked me about what you can say on the on on the podcast, not the radio, is quite often people say, I really love this book, this poem, this song lyrics, this essay, this newspaper article. Can I read it out? And the short, unpopular answer is no, don't do that. The slightly longer answer, which is equally unpopular, is, well, Mm. You will hear people talk about fair dealing and all of this sort of thing and being able to use a certain amount of copyrighted stuff for podcast as long as you credit the author, etc. Ignore these people because they are right and indeed wrong. It is not simple. Your podcast is heard globally. This is where the tricky bit happens because you need 
rights cleared in every single country your podcast can be heard in or have the applicable fair dealing agreements in each country and make sure that your fair dealing clip, your fair dealing section is right for each country as well. So it could be a very different fair dealing agreement that is in the UK compared to, I don't know, I'm just thinking of the first country I can think of, America, Australia, um, Morocco. All these places might have very different ways of doing it. Now, I'm going to make a really, really, really big sweeping assumption here, but I'm fairly certain you haven't got the time or energy to make sure you have cleared in every country the bits that you want to use for your one episode of your podcast. In which case, it is not worth the risk of legal action. And then you will hear people say, yeah, but no one's going to know, are they? No, they're not, potentially. But do you want to get it right and know that you're not going to get legal action against you? Or are you going to go ahead and get it wrong and have that threat there, have that thought there? Because all it takes is a couple of complaints and I don't want a, I don't want a legal letter coming at me. So my advice is don't. The good news is you can summarise or tell the story in your own words. So let's say I was doing a podcast about productivity and I wanted to share with you a really good email inbox hack that is explained in the book The Productivity Ninja by Graham Alcock. Well, I could. I can tell you about it because I could do this. I could explain that you replace your inbox folders with just three folders, one called action, one called read, one called waiting. You put the emails that need a response that takes longer than 30 seconds in action, the emails that you want to read and peruse in read, funnily enough, and the emails that you've actioned but are waiting a response from somebody else, they go in, you've guessed it, waiting. Now, because I've given you my version, they're my words, I've just told you what you need to do, I've told you where I get the information from, and I've told you, this is not my advice, this is advice that's come from, you know, this book, it's absolutely fine. If I had just picked up the book and read out the pages, then I would be infringing copyright and at risk of all sorts of, of, of fines and stuff. And also, it really wouldn't be a good listen because the book is written to be read and your podcast is designed and written and spoken to be heard. Always, always, always credit the title and the author of all the works that you want to have a, a surmise of. And you know what I do? I try and be nice and put a link to buy it in the show notes. If you're trying to be super duper fun, you could always put an Amazon link in it as well. Affiliate link if you're feeling a bit snazzy and want to get, you know, 0.0001 pence per person that buys anything from you. I just think it's just nice. It's courtesy to have that. This is the book. This is where you get it from. I've told you about this book. Go and buy it. That kind of thing. Okay, it's time to get a little bit more serious now. We're going to talk the legal stuff. So there are some really important things that you really don't want to be talking about on your podcast. But before I go any further, I'm going to tell you again, in case you missed it at the beginning, that I am not a solicitor and this does absolutely not constitute legal advice. You should 100% be getting advice from somebody who is actually qualified in this sort of thing. My knowledge comes from working in the broadcast radio industry and hands up here, I always had access to somebody who was more qualified than me on any particularly tricky call or decision I had to make. So I would ring the duty lawyer in a heartbeat if I had concerns. Now, of course, 
I don't have access to a duty lawyer anymore. You don't have access to a duty lawyer anymore. But if there's something that is on your mind that is that you think might need checking out, check it out is what I would say. In very general terms, then, here is what you should really do with staying well clear from. And I'll be honest, you probably won't ever come across some of this stuff. But I can also see a time that it might happen. There might be a big news story that you want to discuss because it's got uh, related to what you do in your industry. There might be a big scandal or something out there that you need to talk about, but you want to talk about it legally safely. First of all, then, what do we not talk about? We do not discuss or speculate on active criminal investigations. That is from arrest until trial. So yeah, you're probably surprised to hear that a criminal investigation becomes active when someone is arrested because you've seen the the news reports out there, you've seen everything. But these are journalists who have got advice from duty lawyers about how far they can push it and they will push it to the very edge. And they've also got a nice big slush fund to, to back them up. You don't. So don't. Do not discuss or speculate on active criminal investigations from arrest until the conclusion of the trial. In particular, don't name suspects if they haven't been named and don't name victims if they've not been named. Do not, do not, do not have a debate or a discussion asking if that person who is on trial or who has been charged is guilty or not. Don't. And no speculating about what may or may not have happened. You risk, if you do this, not only being charged with contempt of court, fun, but you actually could prevent any trial from taking place at all. It could be claimed that the defendant isn't going to get a fair trial because of all the things that are being said about them and it will it just it just won't happen which is a big thing to have on you. And I think this has always been on me since I was you know, working and stuff. So I see people chatting on social media and I'm just there going, oh, you really can't say that. So moving on from ending up in court ourselves, we will go on to talking about um, spreading lies and rumours. Don't. Do not tell a lie. Do not spread a rumour. Do not repeat a lie. Do not repeat a rumour about somebody or somebody's business, even if you don't name them directly. In fact, not naming them directly can be worse because others who you're not talking about or you're not accusing of doing this thing could claim that actually you are talking about them. You are accusing them because you've been vague and they fit that vague description you've given. Here's a ridiculous example that I've made up because it fits what I'm trying to say. So let's say you're accusing a shop on your local high street. You've named the street and people know exactly where that street is. And you're accusing a shop on that street of deliberately shortchanging customers who pay with cash every single transaction. They're taking a, a 10p off. They're taking 20p off. They're taking 50p off. Whatever it is, they are deliberately not giving the right change to people that are paying with cash. If you said well, I've heard about this shop, it's doing this. I'm not going to say which shop it is on the high street and carry on. But assuming there's only three shops on the high street that still accept cash, you are saying it's one of those three, but you're not saying which one of those three it is. So all of those three could say, hang on a minute, 
you're talking you're saying that you're talking about us no one's coming in our shop now because they say that they've heard that that one of us is shortchanging you've damaged the reputation of all three of them because they are the cash accepting shops and that's not a good thing because all three could sue you for defamation ouch now there is a difference between telling lies spreading rumors and being critical of others particularly thinking of restaurant critics, theatre critics, reviewing a service. If you are giving a review, if you are being a critic, then that is okay. But it has to be your honestly held opinion. You have to be honest. You have to say, I didn't like it because of this, this and this, or I wasn't happy with this, this and this, or this didn't work, blah, blah, blah. You can't be critical of someone because let's say, Okay, let's say you're criticising your biggest rival in what you do and you're saying, well, I don't think they do this very well. They don't do, they don't offer X, Y and Z. You can't be critical of someone with any kind of background, with any kind of history. That's the right one. So, for example, let's say they'd got a job that you'd applied for once and you were desperate for and they got it. And this is you getting your revenge by saying that what they do is rubbish and it doesn't work and yours is better and blah, blah, blah. So you are allowed to be critical of others, but it has to be an honest criticism. It can't have any kind of nasty background to it. It, it, There can't be any snark. It can't be snidey. It has to be an honestly held thought, honestly held opinion. Shall we move away from the legal stuff? Because that's really heavy. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to say something which sounds really contradictory now. Your podcast is not an advert for you. And yes, you are using your podcast to sell, but it is not a 10, 15, 20, 30, however many minutes long sales pitch. You are asking your listeners for their time. That's the deal. You're asking your listeners for their time to listen to you You have got to reward them with value. Otherwise, they won't stay around. A 10, 15 minute, 20 minute, however many minutes long sales pitch where you are selling at them and doing nothing but selling, 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 selling is not a good listen. Yes, I am all for popping a call to action in your podcast somewhere. Now, that could be anything from getting your listener to sign up to your email list, join your Facebook group or buy something from you. But that is not a whole podcast episode sale advert. And that's just random words put together. But we'll go with it. So your podcast is not an advert, but it can have adverts in it. And my favourite slash least favourite, but my biggest rant of them all. Your podcast is for an audience of one. Well, one at a time anyway. It's so, so, so important that you understand this and you know this. Podcast listening is done by people who generally listen on their own. Quite often they're in the car or maybe they've got headphones on. So they really are cocooned in your podcast bubble. (laughs) 
think of it as a little cocoon and all they've got is your voice in their ears okay so treat it as a cocoon and a one-to-one conversation in your cocoon with them i'm gonna stop doing the cocoon thing it just abused me for a little bit i'm sorry it is simply just you and them talking in the same way it's you and me talking now and think about how you're listening to this So there's lots of really good little things you can do to really focus on this. But for starters, just make sure you are talking to one person. Say you. You'll notice that I address you as you more often than not. Sometimes a we slips in every now and again, but mainly it's you. This is so you know I'm talking to you. Have I said you enough yet? Have you got the hint? (laughs) And hopefully you'll be taking action because you recognise it's me talking to you. Me and you. That's the kind of level of intimacy that we're at. We're at a one-to-one, you and me, in this together, chatting. Now, for the love of all things podcasting, the hands are starting to clap, which means it's important. For the love of all things podcasting, please, please, please do not start your episode. Hello, everybody. Every single time I hear anybody on a podcast say, hello, everybody, I deliberately look around, look around. Oh, what's going on around me? Oh, no, nothing's going on around me because I'm here on my own. There is no everybody. Who, who is this everybody you are talking about? Why? It's just me. Just me. It riles me, I'll be honest. It makes me angry sometimes. And most importantly, and this should be the thing that worries you the most, it distracts me and stops me from listening to you. Just say hello. That's all you need to do. Hello. That works, doesn't it? Hello. And, um, I feel like I'm in, a, I'm in a zone now. So while we're on the phrases that don't pay for podcasting, here's a few more. I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. I'm getting into character. All my lovely listeners. What? What? You don't own your listeners? All my lovely listeners. They don't belong to you. And also, you've just said, listeners, again, just one person sitting here. All of you out there, out there, out there, where, where, where is this out there? You are talking to people directly into their ears nine times out of 10. So you are with them. They're not out there somewhere else. Hello out there. What, what's that even mean? Don't do it. Just say hello. And all of you as well. All of you. No, there's just one of me sitting here listening. And there's just one of most of the people who are listening to you sitting there listening. Okay, one to one conversation. I hope you get in the picture because I'm getting riled up about it. But honestly, these things will make or break your podcast. Okay, that might be a little bit extreme. But if you can really get that one to one conversation part going, the intimacy you're going to create, the relationship you're going to create, the community you're going to create will be sky high, bigger and better. And my blood pressure will be much lower if I'm listening to your podcast. (laughs) Just talk to me. If you're struggling with this, this is, 
and I get it, it it's a bit weird and I, I struggled with it when I first started in radio because I was there going, but I know there's more than one person listening at a time. Um, so what, what how, I don't understand, but you're always, always, always only talking to one person. If you need to get that in your head a bit more, when you're recording your episode, stick a picture of someone in front of you. Or, of course, my tried and tested method of talking to a cuddly toy or your troll that your mum bought you when you were 10, which says nobody's perfect. Thanks, mum. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Yay. It helps because you're talking to a face and a face really does focus the mind on that you are talking to one person. So there we go. There are my tips. I told you I was going to tell you why I was laughing at the beginning of the episode because I um, said something. Um, and <laughs> it's because I said hello, everybody. <laughs> about it what it was is because I was just reading through my bullet points and I'd seen hello everybody in front of me <laughs> and, and it just came out and, and it just that riled me as well that I'd started doing it so yes I um I, I get it it's easy to say these things especially when you're having a rant about why you shouldn't say these things and then start your podcast hello everybody well done, Charlotte. Well done. Don't forget, you can get in touch with me. I'm on, maybe send me a message that starts, hello, everybody. Hello, my lovely listeners. Hello out there. <laughs> that would make my week. It really, really would. Uh, hello, everybody. You can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. I am, I am Charlotte Foster, podcast queen. There's a picture of me in my lovely mustard cardigan with a microphone, obviously, because that's the law when you're a podcaster. You have to have a microphone in your profile picture. I'm on Instagram at Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I'm on Facebook uh, at Charlotte Foster Podcasts and I'm on Twitter at CF Podcasts as well. I am most active, I was going to say at night, that sounds rude. I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn at the moment. That's where you can find me hanging out the most. If you want to get my chapter one the first chapter of the podcast planning toolkit, you can do that. Just go to charlotte-foster.co.uk. You'll get a little pop-up. It'll be really annoying, but you sign up to that pop-up and it'll pop off and you will get the podcast planning toolkit chapter one. And yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be good and you can enjoy it. And I will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, my lovely listeners out there.